as we always talk about, you're only one experiment away from accomplishing the dreams that matter to you the most. The question you get to ask yourself is, are you taking full ownership to get to those dreams? Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Experiment Nation, what is this the sound of? This is the sound of me making or doing the laundry after checking into an Airbnb. Why? Because somebody dropped the ball. So now I'm going to step away from the laundry room because, again, I was using it as a little example. But here it is. Uh, in the past week, I've had the chance to truly reflect on areas where ownership was required. Now, ownership from you as a business operator, ownership in your own life or how you go about dealing with things. There's a lot of areas where we must take ownership. Now, how we choose to take ownership will truly dictate, I believe, the success that we will have. Because when you take ownership, rather than pointing the finger at someone else, when you take ownership, you take control of the situation. So let me just do a recap. What am I exactly talking about? All right, so let's take a, a, a few steps back. You guys know, Experiment Nation, that I've been on my lovely, lovely honeymoon. And while it has been extremely lovely, there has been some moments that weren't so lovely. And that was even before the honeymoon. You know, that was actually before the wedding. There were a few hiccups that occurred, right? Now, as you can imagine, when we planned our wedding, we did it at a, again in the state. Of course, the real estate experiment would choose an estate. Um, that's, I think I just literally, um, prefaced myself as the real estate experiment in third person. So that's kind of funny. But, you know, we wanted to have a big uh, estate that could house all of our family members. And so we had one of about, what, three acres. And there was two beach homes um, looking over the bay um, in, in, in Cape. And it was just beautiful, right? But now a few things happen. So I'm going to take a step back and talk about what happened when we first came in that day. Now, mind you, this is, I'm talking about, we had contracts in place dating out. This is a wedding we're talking about. We had our wedding planner go out to the estate, check it out. We did a walkthrough with it, met the owners, etc. right? Now, on the day of check-in, which is two days, if I'm correct, or three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Let's say three days before the wedding, because we had the estate book for the entire week. We come in and, you know, it's, it's starting to look a little fishy. Like, you know, I was like, wow, why are the beds made like that? Were they pre-made or did someone just not take the time to really tuck them in? Right. And so as we started to walk in through the house, there was a few things we started to notice that weren't adding up. You know, in in, in at the end of the day, it turns out this nine bedroom home slash another 
one. Um, the other one was probably another seven bedroom home or six bedroom. I can't keep count. I think it was about, yeah, it was about that number. The entire estate was not cleaned on time. Now, as a short-term rental host, as a super host, there are many things that you can put into place to assure that this doesn't happen. However, it's not a matter of if things go wrong. It's a matter of when things go wrong. Because at the end of the day, while we do have systems in place, we still deal with humans, right? And humans make mistakes. And this is what I always say, by the way, in my in my agency at Invested Talent. I'm not going to be upset at a mistake, right? I'm going to be more focused on how do we own that mistake and how do we solve the problem so it doesn't happen again. Because when mistakes happen over and over again, then at that point, it's just carelessness, right? And we're not in a big business to be careless. However, the opportunity, if you're listening to is to this, is a lot of people don't take that ownership and therefore cannot are not in control, right? Because when you deflect, you then you're not taking the ownership of how we can avoid this from happening in the future. And I have a lot of reference points that uh, are going to give you guys some light of how you can take ownership in, in your life because that's you know that's kind of like the approach that I needed to reflect on myself, even on how I speak. So we get there. And so I called the owner and I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he's been doing this for years. And the number one thing you want to do with ownership is you want to own it then. Do not deflect. Own it. Don't lie to yourself. Don't tell the other person because the person will be able to, to, to read it straight, you know, straight through. Well, you'll just be able to know that you're just you're deflecting and that's not a good experience because everyone's done it so they can recognize it. Right. But someone who's been in this very similar situation, which AKA is all of us will respect someone who takes ownership, even when, even when the person will know that you couldn't have known this, right? Maybe it wasn't your fault because they know that either you were working with someone else and someone else dropped the ball. But when they see you take that ownership, the respect is there. When they don't, it goes out the window. Now, here's one of the things that you can take a note from gentlemen, which I won't name. The owners down the property is we got three different reasons as to why the beds in the entire home was not clean. One was we thought you were coming the next day. Well, that's not a good look because we had a contract and this is not just any state. This is a wedding. This is a big, and this is a lot of money we're talking about too. So that's not really, that's not, that's not really going to fly well with the other person, right? If you say that, oh, then it was, oh, the cleaners missed the rotation. Then it was, um, I think it was about three different reasons. And honestly, at that point I had blocked them because if you tell me three different reasons, oh, one was about the calendar. The calendar days are the exact same for this month and the next month. And it was just like, come on, take ownership. Say, hey, listen, Ruben, this has never happened. And maybe it has. Ruben, this never happens or this does not happen often. However, we messed up. And we are going to make this right because it is extremely unacceptable. 
And there is no other excuses or there are no excuses that I can make. It's just simply unacceptable and we will deal with it and make you whole. Boom. If you say that, now I have automatic empathy for you because I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, that kind of sucks. I feel bad because, you know, it's it was, you know, maybe it was obviously maybe it is. It definitely is in their control. It's not that maybe it was, but you understand because you've been in a similar situation. We've all missed something that we we're supposed to go to or completely forgot to do something we said we were going to do. So when you take ownership, we see a little bit of the person that we want to be inside of us. And there's that respect factor. When you start making excuses, we've all been there before as well. And we don't respect that. We respect someone who can do the other. So when something you know, whether it's small or even big, take the ownership, say, hey, listen, it is my fault. Even if the person knows that, how could it be your fault? There's multiple people involved. Take the ownership. You'll get the respect. Because then when you take the ownership, what you're also subconsciously telling yourself is that how could I, even if I was not, the, it was not my fault. There's like literally three people who could have caught this, who missed it. Now the question is, how can I hold them accountable? How can I create a checks and balances system so that this does not happen again. I, not them, right? Especially when you have a team, I do the exact same thing when I have an agency, I take ownership with the client. And then I go back to the team and say, hey, how could we have let this happen as a team? Where did we go wrong? How can we optimize an SOP, right? So that's number one. So as we go on to our honeymoon, uh, Selena and I had a lovely honeymoon um and for those of you who don't know um you know uh, selena and i operate our airbnbs um and we do it remotely so we rely on multiple people we have to take ownership and you guys can check out check us out at invested escapes um that's the name of our brand you can look it up online uh, follow us on instagram um so we're going and we went to paris and we had a lovely time and then we said we're going to do the south of france now, when we do the south of France, we decide, hey, listen, we're going to check out in one hotel and we're going to stop in Marseille. And then because it's on our way to Cannes and south of France is beautiful. If you haven't been, definitely check it out. Um, and it, it's just gorgeous. Right. And so it's such a treat for those of you who don't know. I'm French. So it was really nice to just be able to go in there and speak French and meet people and just have a good time and basically be the translator for Celine as well, which was fun because usually she's teaching you how to speak English half the time. Right. Uh, so, so we did. And, but here's the thing, right. On the way to South of France, we had a wonderful time with Aix de Provence. Um, I would say if it's Aix de Provence or Aix en Provence, I think it's Aix en Provence. Um, and we did Paris, and now we're going to go south of France, Cannes, Nice, the whole nine yards, right? But we're going to do a pit stop because we rented a car. So we rent a car. We end up hitting Marseille, which is about an hour away from Expo Provence. And then we, you know, we're in the city. We're like, we're just going to grab a coffee. We're just going to check out Marseille. You know, we've heard of it before. I've never been, right? I was born in Normandy and, and France, and, and I've never been to Marseille before. So it's a good opportunity. So park the car. It's a public parking spot, you know, get the ticket, uh, bar, the, the bar that goes up, goes up, right. Underground parking, lots of cars, everything looks, checks out, park the car and go back, come back. And you know, when your brain just kicks in, like, wait, something is off here. Well, it was completely off and, and I couldn't make the connection because one of our suitcases was right by our car and it was opened. 
And so at that point, my brain is like trying to make the association of what's happening. Because I'm like, at first, I'm like, wait, someone left their suitcase open by our car. But then I realized that that's our suitcase. So I'm like, what in the hell? And so I say, oh, my God. And my new wife, Selena, my new wife, that sounds crazy. My, I wouldn't say newlywed. So my, now, now my wife, Celine, is like, just like me in shock. And we both realize that that's our suitcase open. Again, mind you, this is an underground parking lot. We locked the car a hundred times, everything. It's by our car and it's open and all of our stuff is all over the place. So I look in the rear window is smashed open. Yes, as I say, as I said on social media, we had gotten got. Someone broke into our car, opened up all of our suitcases, and mind you, like they closed back the trunk. The the the, the seat was flapped back to the front, and you imagined it, right? Because we're transitioning from the one hotel to the other hotel, we had all of our luggage in there. And I had a backpack. And in my backpack, I'm not going to take it with me if I'm going for a coffee. It was at the back of the car, right? Like in the trunk, right? Where, you know, you would expect one to be able to store it. Well, that bag is no longer there. That bag had a MacBook. My bag had my passport, my seeing glasses. A watch was in there. Uh, Celine's MacBook got stolen. Tablet got stolen. Seeing glasses got stolen. Luckily, they didn't take her passport. And mind you, I had given her my COVID card, uh, vaccine card in there as well, which, as you can imagine, you need to travel, especially we're going back to Canada. Mind you, we have to go to Italy after all this. So now I, I'm i not in I, – I, I, I didn't panic. Um, usually fairly calm, but I was upset, uh, very upset. You know, said a few words that I wouldn't repeat. And at the time, I'm assessing the situation. I can't leave my wife alone to go get help. But then at the same time, you're looking at your stuff and your stuff's on the ground. So what do you do? Do you get your stuff? Do you put it back in the car with the broken window? Do you, so then I, I, I thought out someone and they were there and I said, can you please get some help? Experimentation. I always experiment. And the reason why is I'm always trying to find the best tool, the best method, and the best vehicle to help me get to my end goal. One of the tools that we use in the short-term rental space is Guesty for hosts. Now, Experimentation, you know that I love to test things and I wouldn't be sharing with you anything that I don't use myself. As a short-term rental super host, Airbnb super host, listings that we own and co-host at the same time, I can tell you that there's no better software that allows us to streamline our business. Right now, currently, there's actually three properties right now that are currently where guests are checking in and I'm here with you and I did not need to send in check-in instructions for, this, for these current properties, right? There are multiple ways that you can streamline your operation from on the front end and on the back end, from being able to create a website, from being able to get income reports for your team, to looking at statistics, to setting up auto reviews, to 
integrating your smart lock so that you don't have to sit here and send every day and remind yourself to send the, the passcodes for your smart locks. No, instead you can integrate directly the exact same way that you can actually send your cleaners a link so that they don't have to remind themselves uh, when they need to go to cleanings. There's text reminders that go out. There's links that can go out for them. This is a tool that if you're looking to give a smooth experience for your team on the back end, it will truly reflect and it does for your guests on the front end. Make sure you go to host.guesty.com and use our unique link. Our unique link will be in our bio in the show notes. If you're currently watching this, you'll see it right here at the bottom of my screen. Use this unique link so that you can tell Guesty that I sent you. You don't want to miss out on this. You need a PMS property management software in your business. If you're looking to operate like a super host that you deserve to be so that your guests can have the best experience that they deserve to have at your properties. Again, that host.guesty.com use our unique link that is here on the screen in the bio and in the show notes. If you're listening to this guys, happy hosting. Now speak to the parking lot guy. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Like, did you have cameras? What did you see? How could this happen? Right. All the questions you would ask, right. In a situation like that. And at that point, this is when the extreme ownership comes into play. He says, yeah, I mean, we saw someone coming with a ski mask and broke in on the camera, et cetera. I'm like, can you release the footage? No, we can only release it to the police. And I'm like, does this happen often? And the guy looks dead at me in the eyes and said, last Saturday, we had 11 cars broken into Boom. That is when the ownership comes in. Now, when I'm telling the story to people, I even have to be careful by saying, you know, we got robbed because saying we got robbed doesn't take ownership of the moment. If I were to recap it and I had this conversation with my wife, I should say I failed to do my due diligence on where we were going to park the car and or even stay for even an hour, make that pit stop. And I also failed to grab the most important belongings with me during that pit stop. Those are the two ownership points. And if you deflect from those two points of ownership, right? And then right now it's just me and Celine, right? Imagine we had kids, right? Imagine, you know, we were getting out the car and someone had, you know, attacked us then. As a leader of our family, I need to take the ownership of that and due diligence of where we are. And if I don't take that ownership and I say, we got robbed, someone robbed us. Well, guess what? It probably will happen again. Now, you might say, yeah, something's out of your control. Well, extreme ownership or, you know, I've read a lot of books about this. The only way, even when things are not your fault, you have to take ownership and it's not even that even things are not your fault. Things are always, you are where you are because of, of, of the decisions that you've made, right? You know, whether it's get hit by a car, uh, you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. At the end of the day, you have to own that. And that's hard for people to deal with because good, bad things happen to good people all the time. And for you to say, how can this happen to me? Right. Uh, I mean, besides, you, you know, uh, uh, 
these tra uh, tragic illnesses that you have no control over, you still have the control of the way you think, right? And I was just having this conversation with my wife about, you know, she gets nauseous on boats and stuff like that and her outlook on getting on the boat previously out of town. You're like, we, you have to control, you have to own your mindset. Even if you know you're going to get nauseous, you have to, can't go in thinking you're going to be nauseous. Now, we had a whole side conversation about that. So it's only fair that she says her piece too, but these are constant conversations we're having on how we can take extreme ownership, right? How that looks like in your life. The ownership, when ownership is owned, you are in control and therefore you can avoid these situations or make better decisions in the future to possibly avoid a similar situation. Not saying that you're, it's not going to happen again or it can't happen again, but you're at least limiting the risk of it happening again by taking full ownership, right? So now uh, let's go to another example where um i had a, i had another example okay cool so you know coming into this airbnb um you know come in for whatever reason this is a super host brand new listing we come in and someone thought it was a genius idea to have wet sheets or excuse me wet towels placed on the comforters laid out to dry well as you can imagine, that ended up having the um, making the comforters get kind of soaking wet, right? And so that happened. <laughs> and then what ended up ended up reaching out to the um, to the to the super to the to host and say, "Hey, I just want to let you know that this is what's happening." And you know their approach was much better than the other gentleman because, like, how can uh, how can I make this right? Let me see if I can make something right now, etc. I know as a host that your cleaning team has you by the balls. Like, if they really want to sabotage you, and I mean, th this is what I'm saying though. Unless you take ownership and say, "What am I going to do in the future?" Okay, from moving forward now, I need pictures of everything before everything's done. That's how you take the ownership, right? But if you deflect and say, "Oh, I got screwed by my cleaning team. They're supposed to do that and they didn't. Now the guests that and blah, blah. well, you're not taking ownership. So this host can decide. Okay, moving forward, this is what I'm going to do so that they don't lay out wet sheets on comforters, guys. Like I, I know it sounds crazy. The, the host has every right to be like, this is not my fault. Like, this is just a boneheaded play. Like, how could you think that it's going to dry in time? I'm not talking about, like, I'm not wet, like, not even like damp. I'm talking wet, like seeping through the comforters. So now I'm taking ownership, right? And I decided, you know, put it in a jar, you know, before we, we you know, that's that's kind of what I'm still doing now, doing some laundry and stuff. But I took the ownership to reach out to to the host and also uh, take ownership of you know that's the situation, right? And now the, the the host needs to do the same and hold someone accountable, but not point fingers, you know. And it sounds like they're kind of leaning that way. That's usually what I do as a host, from host to host. I try to give feedback. We have a conversation. I'm not gonna crush this listing, even though it's unacceptable. Um, but that's just an example. Let's talk about another one. Because we just we just had a ball this trip. I almost forgot about this. I had to go back into my notes. So we're here in Toronto now, and the fact that we're here is like just a miracle at this point with <laughs> the roller coaster we've had. But I'm telling you, it's been a beautiful trip. And if you guys want to check it out, I put a lot of everything I put on stories via Instagram. I like to document the process. That's how it got started. That's how experimentation, you know, started supporting the movement, and it's been a game changer. But 
Uh, so check out at the Real Estate Experiment uh, Instagram and you know, at Invested Escapes. I've been kind of capturing, taking a lot of notes too as as a host. Anytime as a host, I'm staying somewhere as a guest, uh, where whether it's a five star hotel or Airbnb. Um, I take a lot of notes in the hospitality space because at the end of the day, we're serving or providing an experience, whether it's an Airbnb or a hotel, and we have the same mission. So there's so many insights we can learn from from both industries, which you guys should check the last episodes I recorded around Airbnb versus hotels. That's all another topic. But going back to it, we're flying back. And mind you, I got to be you know on my brother's wedding this week. So there's no, like, it's a non-negotiable when it comes to, like, schedules and stuff. So mind you, we book a flight by Delta. Love Delta, by the way. Shout out to them. But, man, y'all really, whew, I don't know what happened. Somebody dropped the ball, but let's talk about it. All right, Delta, love you guys. Sky Miles member, American Express member, etc. And so I'm there. We're all happy. We're super early. Taking ownership. We go super early when we travel. We're there at 9.30. Our flight's at 12.20. Okay. And that's good because there was a lot of traffic. So we took ownership. We actually got there super early. We left at like eight, right? From uh, Sorrento, Italy to Naples, right? Airport. We get there at the airport. We give our passports, etc. He swipes. He does his thing. Says, um, I don't see your ticket. Um, okay. What do you mean? Because we bought this in April. It is June. And uh, have a confirmation number. have everything on my seat. We couldn't check in online, though. That was the funny thing. He said there was an error. Try to do it in person. No problem. So I told my wife, I'm like, we always do it in person. That's, I know Celine likes to have everything done on the earlier side, check in. She's very diligent that way, which is great, by the way. I'm more of a little laid back. We'll just do it when it happens, etc. So we tried to do it online. We could we go in person nice and early. Can't find our tickets. Um, now, here's where the ownership is from a customer service. Now, I know customer service. They're, <laughs> they're supposed to service the customer, but sometimes the ball gets dropped where it's kind of like, no, no, you're, you're, we're, we're supposed to make our lives easier for us and follow guidelines. So the ju- just as a, for context, Delta operates with France as well. So you can book a Delta flight and it's operated by France. They have a strategic partnership. So from an ownership or communication perspective, there should be two people speaking to each other, right? You would hope so. He says, you need to call Delta. This is, this is mind you, I'm checking in at Air France, and this is an Air France flight. I have the number. I have Delta confirmation number. Delta, it says Delta operated by Air France. Like, they know this stuff. He's like, you need to call Delta. Now, I'm like, sir, we are traveling internationally. I cannot call Delta. And we all know what happens when you call customer service. You'll be there for 30 minutes. Might as well just miss the flight, Right. So I tell him that I'm like, you guys are having a partnership here. I bought my ticket and you're telling the customer to call your strategic partner. Like, am I missing something here? They, it's on their end. Okay. So I'm like, do you, you, you can call Delta because I'm not calling Delta, right? Like, so then they're called Delta and he's on just as I expected on the phone for 20 minutes. Doesn't get anybody. I'm like, see, so you're telling me to call Delta when you know what's going to happen, right? So, A, you're not taking ownership. Now, B. (sighs) This is crazy to say. He gets someone on Delta. Delta tells him that uh, it's something on Air France's system that they need to check their system. Air France is saying, no, it's your system. Then the Delta guy. So, mind you, at this point, I'm trying to chat someone. I'm on the phone, too, of my own. 
He's on the phone. Then there's a guy that we get who tells me Delta, uh, Air France canceled your flight. I'm like, why would they cancel my flight? They canceled it back in April. Why would they cancel my flight when I booked through you guys? Like, you guys have the relationship. How can they cancel the flight? I don't know, sir. But yes, I'm obligated to get you on the flight. Then I'm told that there's only one seat on the flight. I'm like, because I'm like, the alternative, I'm like, can we just buy the flight now and let you guys handle this later? It's like, there's only one seat on the flight. Now I'm like, Golly, guys, like someone's got to take ownership here. This is ridiculous. We're there for an hour and a half. Still going back and forth. This is Delta. No. Supervisor, escalate the management. This is a Delta thing. No, this is an Air France thing. This is no one wants to take ownership. Now, imagine as a customer, how could you feel? That's like me saying, hey, it was the cleaner's fault. The cleaner says, no, it was your fault. You didn't say, like arguing in front of me. Not that they were arguing in front of me, but yeah, the guy was on the phone. I can get a, I'm getting a message. Like, everything looks good in our system. Makes no sense. It's their system. They're saying, no, it's not. You have to call Delta. It's a problem. And this is going all the way down to the top. I'm like, escalate this, please. We need to make this fight. Mind you, these flights are not cheap, guys. If you've ever flown from, you know, Naples to, you know, any international flight, you're talking thousands of dollars here. So what ended up happening? You guessed it. No one took ownership. I, by chance, by chance, somehow, some two seats ended up opening up somehow, some way. And I had to repay my ticket on site that day because no, none of the airlines would take ownership. And that was a $3,000 ticket when you buy anything like that on, 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 on site. And so now, you know, you go through the whole, you know, try to get a refund, try to get credit. And we still have to deal with that. But it doesn't feel good when no one takes ownership, doesn't it? Right. And, and, and so that's the lesson here. Be, you know, do, are you taking ownership in your life? And if not, are you taking ownership for things that happen with other people that you work with? Ownership in your company, ownership at work, ownership in your household, ownership for your customer, ownership for your experiments, ownership for your dreams. Because remember, as we always talk about, you're only one experiment away from accomplishing the dreams that matter to you the most. The question you get to ask yourself is, are you taking full ownership to get to those dreams? My name is Ruben Kanya, your host of the Real Estate Experiment Show and the experimenter of them all, as you guys know me. Make sure if you found this um, episode very helpful, that you go ahead and share with a friend. Share with someone you know needs to take ownership or maybe a conversation you've had around them taking ownership for their team. Anyone who this can benefit, just share with them, right? The least you could do, share this information. And then, of course, if you want to take it to the next level and take ownership and be able to support what we do at Experiment Nation, is hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It makes a huge difference. If you're on iTunes, Go all the way below, leave a five-star, let, let the people know, let the community know why this episode is helpful. And again, I got to say, guys, we're operating at a high level. We are taking this to the next level. I'm super excited in the Airbnb space, in the short-term mental space. I am launching a beta, however, purpose your space, any space into a house, into a home. If you're interested, make sure you go to the link in our bio and you uh, book a uh, discovery call to see if it's a good fit for you. 
Um, that's the, the goal is for us to continue to be students of the game and also elevate people in our community who are looking to do the same as we grow ourselves. Remember, we are not masters of the game. We are students of the game all. But if one person can share a note with someone to help them elevate their experiments, that's what this community is all about. Just like that, we are out. Thank you, guys. If you're a real estate professional, a real estate agent, a real estate investor, a lender, a multifamily syndicator, a contractor, you name it, and you're looking to grow your online presence, but you have no idea how to get started or simply don't have the time, at Invested Talent, we help real estate professionals extend their current business to social media. Why is this important? Without this, you wouldn't be listening to this show and your own host, Ruben Kanya, and his team would not have done deals they've done today. As a matter of fact, social media has helped us keep this show together, which now exceeds a billion dollars worth of real estate from our guests collectively. That's right. Our reputation, opportunities, partnerships, and most importantly, real estate transactions were started directly from social media. If you're a real estate professional and you lack an existence on a media platform, Invested Talent can help. Simply go to investedtalent.com forward slash social media and make sure you click the get in touch button to get in touch with our team. Again, that's investedtalent.com forward slash social media and get in touch with our team. You focus on being the brand and we'll help you build it. Now, if you know anything about the lab, you know that we like to give practical advice. So if you feel that this podcast was of any value to you, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes by going directly to the podcast app. From the show's page, scroll all the way down and leave us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Lastly, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend you feel will benefit this episode the most. Remember, there's a you and I in build. Let's build, y'all.